Good morning, Brendan Rendo with the Homes in Orlando team, joined as always by Joseph Dion of Apley Home Loans. And we're going to hop right into it because we just got smacked just with the jobless numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's always interesting because I feel like we hear in all this news about tech layoffs and this and that and all, and then you, you expect maybe jobless numbers are going to go up. And what do they do? Exact opposite. Exact opposite. Exact opposite. They go down. Number and, and I'm curious what's going to happen when revised numbers come out at some point. But you know what? The problem is, is the damage has already been done. Yep. I mean, this morning, we it market got crushed. Expectations, 187,000 new jobs, 517,000 new jobs in January. What? 517,000. Where? In what? In what field? I have no idea. Like I got no idea. I, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen that many kids come out of their parents' basement. Just haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and and I last haven't. I heard, it was going back to the office. It's not staying remote. Yeah, yeah, and it's you're looking at it going. It it just doesn't. The numbers don't calculate. It, it doesn't. It, and that's the hard part. That's the confusing part for me is like in, in mainstream media, you see everything else. So you don't you don't know what you're really getting. And it's like, but what I what I've seen pulse on the ground from what I'm hearing around and people I'm talking to and everything else is that, it, you know, the higher end, right, these tech companies, those 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 jobs that are actually like really good. Those are what are being lost right now. So are these ones being created? Those store clerks and and fast food restaurant and stuff like that are they or are they actual like are they jobs that actually like support and build the economy in a grander scale like or are they are do we have a whole bunch of high schoolers that are now getting thrown into this this new jobs report? exactly or is it because of inflation people taking on second jobs it could be that because inflation's it, inflation is just crushing people our yeah. whole discussion today it was going to be affordability, and you know, with the jobs number coming out, what happened? T bill just shot through the roof. Literally yeah. in the past fifteen minutes, the Treasury yield shot way over four. It hasn't been over four in, in well, couple that de- couple days kind of peaked and, and settled back under, but we're above four. And we're staying there. Yeah, and if you're the Fed. The Fed has been looking and using the employment numbers to kind of figure out where, you know, they're, where they're going to tar- their target's going to be. And that's the key, right? Like they're saying like, well, employment's so strong and unemployment's so low that we got to keep, we got to keep, we got to keep crushing the economy. We got to keep raising rates. And, 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 it's, and they're kind of, it's just a weird cycle right now because it's like, I don't think it's like we're not as strong as what these reports keep saying. No. Look at the manufacturing number yesterday. Yeah. Manufacturing was down. Manufacturing number was down. If manufacturing is down, these jobs aren't going into manufacturing. Yeah. So where are they going? Where are they going? I don't. And that's the interesting. That's what I would like to know. And, And here's the thing. Like manufacturing is down, which usually you see manufacturing numbers go down a little bit. You're going to see what? Small improvement in rates, right? Mm -hmm. What did we see yesterday? 
rates got smacked and we got way worse again. Like we saw, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, so it's like, okay, well, we see that. And then we have today's news, which we know is bad for rates. And it's like, well, how much worse is it going to be for rates if good news was bad for rates? And now bad news for rates, like we're going to see a bigger, bigger yield. And bigger then I keep on hearing all this talk about March 10th, March 14th, we've got these reports. We're going to see this. These are when inflation numbers are going to start yielding positive. And I said, yeah, we may actually see rates drop, but it's because rates got pushed up so high in the weeks prior mm-hmm. that that the only room for them to go is to go down a little it's bit. down. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm right now. I bet you we get leaks coming out of the Fed, different mm-hmm. governor coming out saying – 0.75. And in January, we were talking about 0.25 being the new norm and maybe not even have to do a whole bunch of adjustments. But mm-hmm. we're gonna see we're going to see that really carry through this year. I think I think we're going to see a lot more. I, 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 this might be the wrong word, but turmoil and how with all the data and everything is just going to be all over the place. And I feel like mm-hmm. we're going to have a few more months of that. I don't know if we're going to stabilize at all, but we're going to see something. And it's it, and at some point we're going to get a gut punch. I yep. don't think I don't think we're going to have this super easy, super simple. But what does that kind of mean? Like, well, well I think it kind of means like with what we're looking at, like. And, and we'll get into this a little bit more is those numbers like buying right now, if you have the ability and the means like might make more sense than it than than prior, like. We, we joke that a lot of consumers, when there's a lot of volatility, like to stay on the sideline and kind of go figure it out. But right now, volatility, like if you felt it's that not way, you're getting worse. Like if you're like, ah, market's starting to get better. I'm going to hold off and see what's going to happen. We're a whole yeah. percentage point higher. Yeah. In a couple weeks. I mean, you know, here, I mean, when we sit here and we look at this. Look at that February. Look at February. Look at this. End of January. 5.99. Okay. Here's yesterday, 6.9. That's a point. And you want to see, I was just, I just had this up because we, we like to go through this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to break it down to a day. Actually, five day works better. But look at, holy cow. Look at this. This is where we started see, this morning. Can you pop it on the screen for us? I'm not seeing it. Oh, on the sorry. It didn't, it didn't switch. Sorry. No. Up, uh, up. Uh. That's exactly what's happening with the market. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, there Excuse. it is. There okay. we go. There we go. Yeah. Look at this. This morning, we started at 3.99. We're at 4.06. Your rates are going to go explosive this morning. It's going to be beautiful. You know, it's a thing of beauty when we can look at the technicals and we're like, man, we know like, hey, once these open, it's going to be way worse. The problem is, it's like those jumps we don't want to see. You just no. don't want to see them. No. You and know. you just you see back here, jump, jump, jump. And they're all jumps to the to the high end. Yeah. So um, if you're, it, I mean, you and I were talking about it. It's like, okay, how... Because one of the things we wanted to talk about today with the affordability mm-hmm. was we were looking at, okay, 
last month when they were sitting at six percent, you know, what were we looking at as far as costs? Yeah, you know, the principal and interest on a four hundred thousand dollar house, which is the average and median price of a home in the greater Orlando area, your P and I sitting at twenty three ninety eight. Mm -hmm. Well, we just said seven percent. You're jumping about two hundred and sixty dollars upwards. So that's about a that's actually about a nine percent increase in the cost of your mortgage. That's a that's a lot. Yeah. And we're probably actually going to be talking seven and a quarter very easily. Oh yeah. By the end it's, by the end of the day, if not if not higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and that's the thing is like even when we see these rates of like seven and so forth in these average rates. Those are like top tier rates. Like that's not what mm -hmm. everybody gets. That's like your five hundred thousand put in thirty percent down with a seven eighty credit score. Like perfect, perfect. And I always joke like this. Like when you have those perfect, perfect scenarios, investors are getting willing to go even skinnier on those deals, so they end up getting below where they probably should to get that seven percent rate that's showing as that national average or whatnot, or that you know. But the reality is, is for the average consumer, they're already at seven and a quarter. So today's mm -hmm. may, movement may move to seven and a half. And that's assuming no points type situation. Like most consumers, almost everybody right now is paying points in some form or fashion just because you have to. And, um, you know, and that's the hard part is, you know, you look at the the movements um, and I was looking on the uh, the 30 year five and a half note for uh, UMBS. I, and I know that you look at the we're past we're below you know, the 30 day we're past below the 60 day we're past mm -hmm. the, the, you know, we're, we're literally below every moving day average for those reports right now. Um, yep. which it's tough when you start looking at that. Um, yeah. and you, yeah. and you, you look at the consumer overall, you know, inflation is kicking the butt out of them. Mm -hmm. This is, this is a headline yesterday. And, you know, U S credit card debt has jumped 18 and a half percent. Mm -hmm. So mortgage rates are going up. Payments are going up. You're charging more on your credit cards. So that payment's going up. Yeah. So that hurts your DTI. Student loans, which have been deferred for what, the past almost two and a half, three years? Yeah. People are going to have to start making those payments here. And that's, that's going to be why I think in June, two months after June, if no decision is made, like- yep. Like, and those, and that's the thing where like a lot of people, like people, it's been so long since people have made student loan payments that a lot of them don't even, like, they forgot even what it was like to have that a part of their budget. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I know that it's, you know, that's one of the most divisive conversations right now. Like a lot of people are like, it's not fair. It's fair. It's not, it's this and that, like. It's, it, I will, I will say this, like a lot of people that, and, and this is just my hot take like my hot tech, a lot of people that say it's not fair, you better believe if you want to take that hard, hard no stance, you may feel a ripple effect in your wallet and in your personal thing, whether it happens or not. Yeah. Like it, this is the reality is we're at a point now where if, if, if it doesn't go through and people start making payments and we have that hit a massive amount of people and we all of a sudden find ourselves in this, we're going to see an economic ripple effect that may be worse than if we just let it go through. Yeah. Like and, and 
and then that's just my hot take. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm for it or against it anyway. I think I think we need to be focusing on how to fix the problem, you know, permanently in the future, like not do a Band-Aid effect, which is what I feel yeah. like we're doing. But it, it's, you know, it is, you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, and you look at all this and you just got to look at it and like, we have tapped out the consumers in the United States. Mm -hmm. We have, we have tapped them out. Yeah. One of the biggest reports that no one is, is mentioning right now is the subprime car loan market. It's crashing. It's worse than the housing crash of 2008. Mm -hmm. The number of repossessions is through the roof. Well, what did what did people think was going to happen? It's the easiest thing. Like, it, what? Like, what, do you really think that everybody should be able to drive an eighty thousand, ninety, hundred thousand dollar vehicle? Like, it's too easy to qualify for these type of vehicles, yeah. uh, and it's because of that market. And now they're paying. Like, now we don't have all that free money, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And now reality sets in of crap. I can't keep, I can't continue to afford this. Yep. Yep. So for our clients and for everyone out there, you got to look at it and say, what can we do? Yeah. How do we, how do we, how do we address this? How do we still, you know, cause we're going to continue to see it and we're going to see it here in the numbers in a few minutes is, you know, how, how do we change things? Mm-hmm. You know? How do we make it affordable? And I think we do have to start really looking at the, the buy-down programs. Yeah. You know, and as you and I have gone through, and we'll attach it to the, to the to, um, down below uh, so you can go back and look at it, is the 2-1 buy-down becomes, I think, more and more desirable. Yep. Because as you mentioned, is, you know, that money set aside. So you're never going to lose that money. Yep. It's just there. It's in an escrow account. So if rates go down, which is what we hope, right? And we do expect, like, I I do expect them to go down. You know, Barry Abib still, he's firm on this May Day and whatnot. Like, he's still firm up front of, like, it's going to happen much sooner than later. He might be right. I pray he's right and <laughs> because that would be fantastic. Um, but everything kind of feels like maybe end of the year, next year. Yeah. But one thing it's- that we haven't seen is we haven't seen home prices go down and we're seeing what with inventory. Yeah. Well, that's it. Inventory stagnant. And when you go back and you look at what had caused – the prices to drop mm-hmm. there's our inventory from 2008 we had three nearly three and a half almost four million homes on the market mm-hmm. what do we have now we've got a million yeah we have a million mm-hmm. so you can't you're you can't it's the law of economics. If you've got more, it's going to cost less. If you got less, it's going to cost more. Exactly. And that's where, and that's the, the biggest dilemma we're in. And it goes back to the numbers we had last week, which is 75% of homeowners mm-hmm. are sitting at 3% or less on their mortgages. Yep. I'm not selling. 
I'm not going to sell unless I have to sell. Because I'm just looking at this. You know, my wife and I were talking again last night. You know, we'd like to go find like an acre lot out in, you know, towards Uses, mm -hmm. Sorrento and do a build. And I've got friends who are builders and I'm just looking at it going, I ain't, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. There's just, there's just no way. It just, economically, it makes absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. Especially with, the, with what rates are going to do today. So you're looking at this inventory going down, rates going up, and yep. you're just, it, it's frustrating. And this, this was an interesting one I, I saw yesterday from Black Knight, who, who does a lot of the mortgage reporting. Uh -huh. And look at your originate, look at the total originations over the past two years. Thir 13. Not oops, seeing that. Yeah. I know. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm watching, looking at two screens at once. Um, 13 million. Yeah. 2021, 2020, 13 million. Look at your look at your purchase originations. Four point six, you know, five million home purchases, and then we fell off nearly seven hundred thousand in twenty twenty two. And the mortgage um, origination index is down huge in the past two weeks since rates started spiking back up. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's you're it's such a yin and yang <laughs> difference mm -hmm. uh, in that with the rates being so high and the inventory being so low yep something something's got to break i don't know what it is but something's something's going to break and when it like you said it's going to be a gut punch mm -hmm. and it's going to hurt <laughs> yeah but definitely you know it, it, i do i do look at that and it, it seems crazy right purchase origination like <laughs> You'd expect those numbers to be a lot stronger for purchase origination in 2020 mm -hmm. and 2021. Yeah. Based on what we felt. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, the refinance, absolutely. Everybody was refinancing. Like you were, you, if you didn't refinance in 2020 and 2021, it was only because you couldn't. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, that was the time. Um, yeah. And, you know, you look at it, sales are there. We have this. The numbers are there. We looked at 2000, you know, eight, nine, the inventory, right? To compare to the inventory now, right? Mm -hmm. Way lower and way. And like thing that, you know, bigger picture, right? Let's think about, you know, population growth during that time. Yeah. You know, we've seen almost $30 million or $30 million, 30 million more people. Our population have, has increased by nearly 30 million people in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So, from 2008 to now, we got 30 million more people, but we're down a fifth of the the, the inventory. Like yeah, that's like, like the scales, like everything doesn't really like it's saying like, hey, grand spectrum, we may see prices continue to rise. Yeah, yeah, and you 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 look at it and you're just sitting there going, here's the one I want to show you. 14 is. Is here's here's the um, the pricing index from that came out on Monday, and you see where we had taken a huge drop mm -hmm. in pricing. But what's happened over the past month or so, past Love quarter? It. It's cut. There's 
Prices are still dropping a little bit, but it's nothing like it wasn't. It was earlier in Q3 and Q4. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Well, for Orlando, the reason why there's no one there, the inventory keeps going down. Mm-hmm. You know, and as long as our inventory is is this tight, I mean, it recently you're real you're starting to see the days on market you know drop a hair, but I think we're going to see it drop even further. Mm-hmm. I mean, and when you look at it, when we get back and we get into the numbers for the week for Orlando, one thing you're going to notice is that our original list to sales price has gone up nearly 2%. We were at a low end of 91 yeah. in January. And we were down here, we were 94, 95, final list to sales price. So we've jumped up about two, three percent mm-hmm. over what the what the bottom was. Yeah. Our days on market are still sitting at the 66. Mm-hmm. But the sellers aren't discounting as much as they were yeah. five to six weeks ago. Yeah. And then our average price, you see, we 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 took that little bit of a dive, but man, we're holding. We're holding mm-hmm. right there at that 400000 Yeah. And with the rates in January coming down, our sales volume is holding at that 400 mark. Mm-hmm. And like you and I discussed last week, I think we're going to see this take another dive. Yeah. Especially yeah, with what, you know, what happened today. If, if we don't get some kind of reprieve to pull back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think there's anything else happening over the next couple of days that would give us any type of reprieve. It's gonna be, it's gonna be next week if we see any type of reprieve. Um, I, I, I kind of expect, and I think a lot of, I think some of what we're seeing right now too is a little bit bigger movements because everybody's expecting a reprieve, mm-hmm. you know, mid March. That we're seeing some bigger movements now, um, you know. It is yes. what it is. So we, is you know. And here's the thing that's, you know, the gem for sellers is look at the straight arrow down. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we, we are actually below 4,000 units in Orlando. I don't think we've been below 4,000 since maybe June or July of last year. Okay. Because we had a, we had a very steady increase. Yeah, we had a steady up. increase, but that's a that's a, like we're literally starting to build back into it. It's like we're hitting a cycle here. That yep. now the only difference is is that that cycle was like in super low inventory with super low rates is great. Yep. Super low inventory with higher rates, it's going to be interesting. It's it's going to be interesting because you've got the buyer who's got a fit within this budget that's yeah. extremely tight yeah and and, and you're still going to have like there, there are going to be buyers that qualify and they are going to be but what you're going to see now is you're going to see those two one buy downs play a bigger part so sellers may have to be like hey inventory is low but i gotta i still gotta give i've still gotta give some concessions to help the buyers out so that yep. the affordability is there for them so we may see kind of this little bit of a tug of war where 
it's even though it, it everything on paper it's a seller's market, but we're still seeing concessions going to buyers to help with that affordability piece. Yeah, it, and know? that's going to be it. Is is that affordability is just yeah. You know, it, and, it literally is the worst it has been in the United States in history right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and, and this is where creative, this is where creative agents and creative lenders are going to have to really work to find solutions and really think. I mean, some things could be super simple. Like, you know, you may look at VA. VA is one of the only loan is, well, really is the only loan type in which a seller can give concessions to cover buyer debts being paid off. So you mm-hmm. may see concessions go to pay off a vehicle. I don't know. You might see stuff like that to help with affordability to make things work. Like, and I think that's where we're going to see a little bit of that kind of creativity. You're going to see two, one. I mean, we just closed a three, two, one buy down. Like I, I, I never thought in the world that I would see somebody, a seller give 20 plus thousand dollars in credits so that they qualify for it. So they have enough seller credits to do a three, two, one buy down. And the buyer's ecstatic about that. But they still bought their rate down permanently beyond that because they were like, I don't want to have to worry about it. Three years from mm-hmm. now, I want to know like if it goes back, like I'm either going to be in a different home or I'll refinance and not worry about it. Yep. Yep. You know, and, um, and we're still and, and because of that affordability, I think that's why we're still seeing days on market. Yeah. Holding very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, and I think because days on markets hold strong, I, I do this one thing I do love. It gives buyers a chance to breathe and figure out what's right for them. Yep. Right. Like they're not making panic or rush decisions. They have a chance to go, okay, is this really the home for me? Is this what I am? Now it's such a big part of the budget. Like it's it's affordability. Like they have to really like you're seeing buyers go, if I don't love it, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And they it's unfortunate, but you've got to educate your clients and basically tell them, Hey, don't be afraid to walk away from the deal. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to walk away from the deal. Don't you you see sometimes and because it, it, for buyers, it is so emotional. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of emotion in buying the house and that's where we've got to step in sometimes and say, Hey, we discussed this. This is what you told me. Go back and rethink it. I understand you love the house. You know, it's got, you know, 90% of what you want, but you, mm-hmm. you told me to make you, make you aware that, Hey, this was my budget. Brendan, I really can't go over this. It's going to put me in too tight a position. And that's where, you know, working as a team um, and having that, having a good relationship just as with you is we've got to sit there and we got to look at, you know, how can, like you said, how can we be creative? You know, presenting the two, one buy downs, presenting a permanent buy down, you know, finding other ways to, you know, look at it and say, okay, well, you've got this credit card over here. Well, if you can pay off this credit card, maybe we can get a credit to pay for the closing costs over here. And then your, your burdens down, your DTIs down a little bit. And you got to put it, you got to put it all on the table these days. Yep. You really do have to put it all on the table to make it work and make it, make it to where that, you know, you're, you're comfortable because no, you never want to put anyone in a stressful situation Correct. where they're worried all the time that, hey, am I going to be able to make my payment? If one thing goes wrong, was it 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck right now? Mm-hmm. Highest in history. So there's a lot of things we got to look at, you know, it, it, from being professionals and making sure our clients are in, are going to be comfortable in, what, in the decisions that they make. Yep. So, uh, 
thank you everyone. Um, appreciate your time today. Uh, if you like it, please hit the thumbs up on YouTube, Facebook, please hit the like, join us again next week. We'll keep you up to date on everything that's going on in the market. Um, any questions, feel free to reach out to Joe, reach out to me. Our information is down below as well. Take care. Have a fantastic day. Damn. All right. <laughs>